0: Coming up now on Established in the Faith. Jehoshaphat, he's sitting there with Ahab and he's listening to all of this. You got one of these prophets, man. I mean, he's rigged up some iron horns and he's running over here. And all oh, thus with thee, you're going to push the Caesareans away and win and all this junk. Jehoshaphat's sitting there and he's like, What kind of carnival show is this? have your Bibles this morning. Will you turn with me please to the book of 1 Kings? 1 Kings chapter 22. 1 Kings chapter 22, move down if you will to verse 13. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him saying, Behold now, the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth, Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. And I want to use for a subject this morning the words of Micaiah in verse 14, where he said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that I will speak. What the Lord says, that I will speak. When the Syrians lost a battle to Israel... Their king, Benadad, came before King Ahab begging for his life, and he promised to restore all the cities which his father had taken in the past. And Ahab agreed to this covenant and let Benadad go. Three years later, the city of Ramoth-Gilead had not been restored. Instead, the Syrians had made it into a fortress, and Ahab wanted it gone. He reaches out to Jehoshaphat, who was the king of the southern kingdom of Judah. And Jehoshaphat said to Ahab, Let's inquire of the Lord today. Oh, how I wish the Biden administration would inquire of the Lord. Jehoshaphat wanted the mind of the Lord in all of this. And so Ahab gathers the prophets together, if you'll look there in verse 6. About 400 men, and he said, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? and they said go up for the lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king these were false prophets a false prophet is one who claims to be a prophet but has never really been called of the lord a false prophet could also be one who was genuinely called of God in the beginning, but somehow down the line they've compromised that calling. A false prophet is one who will tell you whatever it is that you want to hear. Ahab surrounded himself with them. Sadly, the modern church is filled with them as well. The apostle Paul told Timothy, he said, When you preach unto the people, preach the word. You preach it in season, out of season. When it's popular to preach it, you preach it. When it ain't popular to preach it, you preach what the Word of God says. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And he said, Second Timothy four, verse three, he said, The time will come when they will not endure. Sound doctrine. What is sound doctrine? It is doctrine that can be traced back in some way to the cross. Now, some of you would say, well, Brother James, anything that can be traced back to the Bible can be sound doctrine. Not so. Not so. I can pull scriptures out of context this morning and make you believe a false doctrine. I can take you over there in the Gospels and show you where Judas went out and killed himself. Then I can flip over to another scripture where it says, Go ye and do likewise and make you think that suicide is okay. And you've got a church full of preachers today that are pulling things out of context here and there and everywhere. And people are believing false doctrines today. If you can't trace it back, if what is being preached and taught cannot be traced back to the cross, in some way it's false. And you don't need to be listening to it. Time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears? These are individuals who were once saved, but have now turned away from the cross to follow after other lustful desires. They've surrounded themselves with people who make them feel comfortable living in their sin. Once saved, taking up the cross daily, but they have laid that aside to fulfill their own lustful desires. And they have surrounded themselves with people who will make them feel comfortable living in their sin. After their own lust, shall they heat to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. They've turned their ears from the truth to hear a lie. And the sad thing about it is they've gone a step further. They have placed themselves in such a position so as they don't have to hear the truth and will never come in contact with the truth. That's what's so sad about it. Society has drifted so far into sin that the truth has become offensive today. We can see that with the whole gender identity thing. This man and his daughter was sitting in a restaurant eating lunch one day. She was about 13 years old. She got up and went to the bathroom, and he was sitting there watching. And when she went into the bathroom, this man got up and went in the bathroom behind her. He got up, and he walked in that bathroom. And he said, sir, what are you doing in here with my daughter? He said, I identify as a woman. That girl's daddy said, I have you know, I identify as the tooth fairy. And boy, he knocked out a couple of his teeth too. (laughs) But people get offended today because of the truth. People have surrounded themselves with people who will tell them whatever it is they want to hear. Ahab was one of them. He surrounded himself with 400 false prophets. Why did Ahab do this? The last word that Ahab heard from the Lord came through the prophet Elijah. And Elijah said, because you have killed Naboth and taken his vineyard, the dogs and the fowls are going to eat you and all of your relatives. Now, how many of you would like to hear that word from the Lord today? A show of hands. I see heads shaking, no hands raised. Do we have any out in the parking lot today? I don't hear no horns blowing. Nobody wants to hear a word of judgment. I don't blame Ahab. I wouldn't want to hear such as that either. But it was the truth. It is what God said he was going to do to Ahab. And we don't like it. Ahab didn't like it. But let me tell you, when that word came forth, oh, I'm getting a phone call. (laughs) Radio listener. They're probably going to cuss me out. I don't know. I said something they didn't like anyway. (laughs) I was preaching about something. I forgot what it was. What was I saying? what? Ahab. That's why I was. Ahab. Yeah. Was anybody really listening to what I was saying? I just. I done got all discombobulated here. <laughs> the what? Nobody likes to hear. At least I got somebody this listening. I was just testing y'all. I was just testing y'all to see. See, I had that whole thing rigged up just to see if y'all. Nobody likes to hear a word of judgment. But when that word of judgment comes forth, it brings conviction. And the Bible tells us that when Ahab heard those words, 1 Kings 21 verse 27... He rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh, fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. When he heard those words, you're going to die and the dogs are going to eat you and your relatives. Boy, he got his act together. These are acts of repentance. You might not like the word of judgment that comes forth from the pulpit in this church, but it brings about conviction and brings about true repentance. And let me tell you, when true repentance is forthcoming, God will forgive, God will hold off the judgment, and He did as it pertains to Ahab. The Bible says He went softly before the Lord. How long did he go like this? Was it several days? Several weeks? We don't know. But I said all that to say this. Repentance is more than just a one-time situation. Repentance is a lifestyle. Repentance For the child of God, it is a lifestyle. And I truly believe had Ahab continued this lifestyle of repentance, that judgment could have been held off indefinitely. Every single one that has made it to heaven today, they are there because they placed their faith in Christ and they lived a lifestyle of repentance and God held off that judgment of hell indefinitely. People don't like to hear sermons on sin and and hell. We don't want to hear it. Ahab didn't want to hear those words of judgment. He wanted to hear a smooth word. He wanted to hear what he wanted to hear. He surrounded himself with 400 prophets who would tell him that. And Ahab said to these false prophets... 1 Kings 22 verse 6 Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle or shall I forbear? And they said go up for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Their message was one of prosperity and success which is the main message that's being preached and taught in the church today. Get rich quick. Jesus was rich and you're supposed to be rich too. Name it and claim it. Blab it and grab it. Jesus died so you could be rich. That statement's true but not in the way they're taking it. It's not good for everybody to be rich. Some folks don't know how to handle the blessings of God. If God blessed some of you, it'd be a curse to you. If God blessed some of you, you'd go off by a camper, wouldn't see you in church no more. You'd be gone every weekend. God blesses those he can trust. God blesses those who are mature in the things of God. You need to ask God to give you what you need. That's what the book says. He'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Those are the true riches of God. That's the true prosperity gospel right there. God will bless you as you deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow him and live that lifestyle of repentance. But you got preachers over television today saying, if you'll send me $1,000, God will pay off your house. How many of you have heard such as that over radio, television, the internet? Send me a thousand dollars and God'll pay off your house. He might. He might not. Prosperity gospel. The only ones getting rich off of this thing are the preachers preaching it. Oh, but that message does draw a crowd. This brother right back here sent me a photo this morning through Messenger. And the first photo was a coliseum, thousands, thousands, jam-packed to the walls. And underneath it said, when you preach what they want to hear. And then right up under it was another picture of a church about this size with about 10 or 15 people in it. And the preacher was standing behind the pulpit, and under that one it says, when you preach what the Word of God says, when you preach the truth. That message of success and prosperity, it draws a crowd, and that's what the church is running aground on today. Success and prosperity. Well, how do you know that, Brother James? I know it. Because of what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, in verse 16, to the church at Laodicea, the last church, the church of the last days, he said, So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich. And increased with goods. And have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable. Poor, blind and naked. Let me tell you this. Just because the numbers look good. That don't mean that God's approving of what's going on in that church. 400 false prophets. Telling Ahab, you're going to succeed. Jehoshaphat, he's sitting there with Ahab, and he's listening to all of this. You got one of these prophets, man. I mean, he's rigged up some iron horns, and he's running here, and he's running over here. and Oh, thus with thee, you're going to push the Caesareans away and win and all this junk. Jehoshaphat's sitting there, and he's like, what kind of carnival show is this? He spotted the fakes right off. He knew, he knew these guys wanted the Lord. Jehoshaphat spotted it right off. But you know, most in the modern church today can't spot it. They don't see it. That's what's so sad about it. They can't tell the difference between the true prophet of God and that which is fake. Jehoshaphat, he knew something wasn't right. he asked Ahab, ain't you got another prophet besides these guys? He said, yeah. There's yet a man. 1 Kings 22, verse 8. His name is Micaiah. He's the son of Imlah. He said, but I hate him. He doesn't prophesy anything good concerning me, but evil. When I read that, I was like, Ahab, if you were living like you're supposed to be living, maybe he'd have something good to say about you. They sent a messenger to get Micaiah And this messenger advises him to give a good word to the king. All these other prophets have been prophesying thus and so, and your word needs to line up with theirs. And the Bible doesn't say this, but I'm sure it's hinted at. If you don't give him a good word, you're going to be put in jail, pal. And Micaiah said, whatever the Lord says, that's what I'm going to speak. God give us more preachers like that today. Whatever the Lord says... That's what I'm going to speak. Oh, how we need preachers in this country today. And you know, I truly believe we have preachers in this country that stand up for the Word of God. We have preachers that are preaching the cross. The problem is they're not given a microphone, they're not given the platform. Why? Because Satan is the prince and the power of the air. We need to pray that God will give us preachers, and we need to pray that God will give them the platform to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. God give us preachers. God give us a platform to preach his word. 1 Kings 22, verse 15. Micaiah came to the king, and the king said, Shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? Micaiah could just tell from the tone of his voice, Ahab wasn't interested in knowing the word of the Lord. So Micaiah answered him and said, Go, prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. He said this in sarcasm. He said it mocking those 400 prophets. And then the king in verse 16, Ahab said, How many times shall I adjure thee? that you tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord. The only reason Ahab said that is because Jehoshaphat was sitting there next to him. How many of you know people like that? They'll say things only because there are certain people around, but if certain other people around, they wouldn't dare open their mouth and say, Hello, am I the only one? Okay. It's amazing how the preacher can walk into the room and all of a sudden it gets right quiet. It's mighty quiet in here. <laughs> ah, it's mighty quiet in here. <laughs> all right. The true word of the Lord, first Kings twenty two, verse seventeen. Micaiah said, I saw all of Israel. Scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. In other words, this battle is going to be lost. And Ahab, you're going to die. It's best for you to call this whole thing off. Now that was the true word of the Lord. The exact opposite of what these 400 We're saying, if you'll look down in verse 27, 1 Kings 22, verse 27. Ahab said, put this fellow in prison and feed him with the bread and water of affliction. Micaiah spoke the truth and it landed him in prison to be tortured. Folks, we're not too far from that now. I mean, you can put certain scriptures up on Facebook and they'll flag it, they'll take it down and they'll even put you in Facebook jail. How far are we from the police coming up to your door and actually putting handcuffs on you and hauling you away because you quoted the Word of God? Here's the sad thing about it, folks. Jehoshaphat. He was trying to adhere to the Word of God. He's the very one that told Ahab, look, I don't know about all these guys and what they say. I want to hear the true Word of the Lord. Don't you have a prophet that'll speak what the Word of God says? And Micaiah comes in and speaks the Word. He tells it like it is. And Jehoshaphat sit there said nothing and did nothing and watched them take Micaiah off to prison. He just sit there. He didn't take up for him and the worst thing about it is folks he didn't adhere to the word of the Lord. He did not allow the word of God to change his mind. He still went into battle with Ahab. Now Why? Did Jehoshaphat do that? Come on back next week and I'll tell you.